I know I started watching a bunch of things and lost interest almost immediately and stopped. I did one of those this week, too. Uh, Dwight wanted to watch Horror in the High Desert. And when okay. I told him that it was like a mockumentary and not like a real documentary, he turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I then found a movie that starred Nicolas Cage called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Never heard okay. of it. Started it up. It is like... It sounds awful. It well, is... Uh, oh, we're recording right now. Good. Perfect. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is a bizarre, like, avant-garde kind of a weird-ass thing that I was not in the right headspace to enjoy at that moment. So we turned that off after maybe not quite five minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then... Dwight watched the whole thing, but I started it, not paid attention at all, and then, and then left to get my hair did because you know uh, that's what I do on some of my days off. Uh, we started yeah. watching MH370, the like documentary about the Malaysian airplane that disappeared a few years ago. It just like vanished oh, yeah. off the thing, yeah, and yeah, nobody yeah. really knows what happened to it. Yeah, he watched the whole thing and thought it was great. I started it. Didn't pay attention at all. We got I got through two episodes before I had to leave and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also reach out and uh, contact us by uh, going to the watchlistpod.com and clicking on that contact us button or you can engage with us on social media at symbol pirate alice at symbol bill ivory larson at symbol the watchlist pod and pretty pleased with sugar on top if you are subscribed and listening to us on apple give us a five-star review we would absolutely love it and pretty pleased with sugar on top tell one of your friends about us today if your friend loves movies and TV shows, we are your one-stop shop so that you don't have to watch shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tagline. We're your one-stop shop so you don't have to watch shit. Um, we watch and speaking of which, so you don't have to. The the one thing that I want that we watched actually and uh, I am in a rut, man. I swear to god. That every now and then you should never let Bill pick the movie that you're going to watch on a given night. Okay, I'll um, keep that in mind. But, but we started watching this George Clooney, um, uh, um, uh, uh, Julia Roberts thing called Ticket to Paradise. I have seen it on like the TV when I'm searching, but I've never, I don't know, I just was like, meh, I don't want to see that. How was that at the start? Oh, anyway. it, it was horrible. Oh, good. I'm glad I never, like, dove in. It was horrible. And and just to let you know, uh, they play exes in this movie, and their daughter is going to marry a seaweed farmer. Now, in, 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 oh. in Bali. Oh, okay. And each of them, the only thing that they are agreed about is stopping the wedding because for some reason they don't want to marry... 
they don't want her daughter to marry an honorable, farmer. you know, down-to-earth seaweed farmer. Okay. And, you know, other than that, they're bickering the whole time. We turn this movie off after 12 minutes. I can see why, because I don't need to watch people bicker. Well... And and the more interesting part was actually the daughter and her relationship with the seaweed guy. Because it, it just seems so beautiful and down to earth. And like, you know, the seaweed is, you know, it she was a family business. Held, you know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they just seem like entitled fucking assholes in this movie. Well, all right then. And, and I think the daughter, I didn't pay that much attention to it. The daughter was on track to either be a lawyer or some bullshit like that. And Boring they don't want seems. her to give up her life to yeah. be the wife of a seaweed farmer. Who gives a fuck? But I'll tell you what. There was nothing funny about the bickering between Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And I love them both. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love them both. Um, but... It was as if they had zero chemistry in this movie and all their script was bickering. Wow. And I don't know why. They have had amazing chemistry before in the remake of Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Maybe it's just Somehow, the script that was shit. Well, this script is shit. And you just can't throw a couple of stars at shit and expect to, to polish a turd. Yeah. And that is what this movie is. Ticket to Paradise, um, I would get your money back. And do a staycation and watch something else. So did you have to, like, rent that or? No, thank Christ. It was okay. on. Um, That's hang, on Amazon on. Prime, right? I feel like it yeah, is. Yeah, it's on. It's it's actually on Peacock right oh, now. Oh, well, okay then. It's you can on watch Peacock, it for free. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's on. <laughs> exactly what you said. Yes, it's on Peacock right now. But it is what you should avoid on Peacock. Good to know. Avoid that shit. Yeah. Avoid that shit. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, you would think that a movie like that would be quality. You would think. With that, the, those two stars, I would think it would be better than shit, at least. At you, least you to, think, to last I, more than 12 minutes, you know? And I... And, and literally, we're looking at each other, and it's just fucking painful. Uh, you know that, that, that look you either give your significant other or you kind of know is on your face when you're by yourself watching a piece of shit? Yeah, you're like, it, do, do, do we need to keep going with this? Like, oh, no. This hurts. It and hurts and to there's watch. no. Yeah. Although I wish I had done that with the other movie that I oh, picked no. out. Oh, no. I'll save that. Okay. Save that for for my turn. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't, other than what I listed ahead of time where I didn't actually finish watching any of it, um, I don't have anything not a Korean drama that I want to share. (laughs) So I went through, right? I went through Hulu to try and find the ones that are both subtitled and dubbed that I've seen. And I've only got one that I can share because I shared the other one last time or a while back or the other two a while back. Um, So yeah, I've got four that are really, that are on Hulu that you can watch that I've seen that are pretty good um, that I'd, you know, I'd recommend you start with 
if you're looking for that Korean drama kind of entry level, so to speak. And they're on Hulu, so you don't have to, if you've got Hulu already, you don't have to subscribe to something new. Sweet. So the first one I have, and the only one that is both subtitled and dubbed on Hulu, is called Kiss Sixth Sense. This is based on a webtoon that I've actually read, um, and the webtoon is, it has just more, and it's better. But the move, the series itself isn't terrible. Um, it's a romantic okay. comedy, and it revolves around Yesul, who is a, a woman, who sees the future when she kisses someone. And that could be like a, a good juicy kiss or just a kiss on the hand or whatever. Um, or her lips brushing you in some way because you've touched her face. Or, I don't know. Some weird thing. But she sees the future. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. My lips are just brushing you. Yeah, well, you know, in all of these Korean dramas, she's the girl falls, the guy catches her, or they fall onto the floor where she lands on top of him, and of course their lips meet briefly as she like smashes her face into his, but not hard enough to do anything other than brush her lips against his. This is a thing. It's a thing that Korean dramas do. You know, the romantic Korean dramas do. And you're always waiting, expecting that to happen. And when it does, you're like, there it is. Check it off the list or drink, you know? Okay. Yeah. So she sees the future when she kisses someone. Her boss, who rides her ass like like nobody's business, he's got superhuman hearing. And... Um, like as a superpower or as a funny boss thing? No, as a superpower. Like as he could be do. in his condo, fancy as high rise apartment, and hear the ambulance coming down the road, like the busy expressway or whatever, from like 12 miles away because he has that super hearing. He has to wear, like, he wears constantly, like, um, noise reducing headphones and that kind of thing to to try and you know block out a lot of the excess noise that he gets really yes really now this all okay. kind of came into play somehow in their childhood which Yesul can't remember and so their path as most of these are their past is intertwined in some way and yeah it leads to their destiny of supposed to being together it's a cute little drama. It takes place in an ad agency, which was kind of fun for me to watch. Um, and, yeah, you know, that's essentially what it is. Uh, the, the Webtoon is way better, and you can find that on webtoon.com. Go figure. And it's called... Go figure. Natch. Yeah, it's called Kiss Sixth Sense on Hulu, both dubbed and subtitled. Well, that's got to be way better than the piece of shit that, that I made Laura watch Uh-oh. and sit through. Uh-oh. It's called Slayers. Where did and you find this? Sla- this piece of shit. This absolute ragamuffin piece of shit actually lives on Hulu. Okay. And it stars Thomas Jane... Never heard of him. Malin Ackerman, huh? Never heard of him. 
Yeah, you have. You've seen Thomas Jane before. Okay. Um, he's a he's a he's more of a character actor kind of guy. Oh, he's that guy um, from that he's thing. Co- he's a guy from that thing. Okay. And I think if did you see the movie The Mist? I may have. Yes, I think I did. Yes. All right. He was in The Mist. Okay. He was in Boogie Nights. Um, he he was actually in the early two thousands. Um. The Punisher movies. Okay. He's that guy. Okay. Malin Ackerman is an actress that you have seen all over the place. Okay. Um, she is funny. She's she's beautiful. She plays that kind of character. And then Abigail Breslin is in this I shit, too. I know her name. And she actually is one of, the, one of the producers on this piece of shit. Oh, that's sad. It... <laughs> okay. So what is this about? This... Um, so Thomas Jane plays a vampire hunter and he hunts all of these these families of vampires think of think of it like a mafia kind of organization but they're all vamps mm-hmm. and um Abigail Breslin is part of a like a like a streaming influencer little cabal <laughs> and they go to um they go to this mansion. They're invited to this mansion where they think they're going to meet, you know, these these rich, rich fuckers. And it turns out that there's a reason why the vamps wanted these people to go to this. I don't even know why I'm still continuing with this <laughs> okay. description. This movie is fucking awful. Oh, man. And it is it, – it's – and it's shot so weirdly with these weird fucking visuals that that make you want to learn how to deal with with ADD and ADHD because the visuals are so assaulting sometimes. Oh, what if it, you it tries have to be ADHD, like ADHD? Will it like hurt to watch? It 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 might. Oh, it man. absolutely might. It's like a Gen Z vampire movie. Oh, okay. With with like a like a TikToky or a oh, YouTube style uh, to it, okay, yeah, and and it's just I don't I I I have to apologize publicly to Laura for making <laughs> her sit through this piece of shit, and I apologized profusely because every now and then I do pick out absolute crap to watch. Uh, yeah, I've I've managed it. Oh, oh my yeah. god, but it's it's so terrible. Avoid it. Okay. Like absolutely, but I would rather watch the George Clooney Julia Roberts movie. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But Slayers is And oh. you managed to trudge through the whole thing of Slayers. We were hoping it would get better. Uh, I've it's been a vampire. There. I have been there. It's a vampire thing and we're all about vampires and yeah, shit. You know? Yeah. You know? Uh, uh. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Oh my god. It 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 hurt oh it hurts so bad. Anyway, I am saving all of you. All <laughs> 32 of our listeners, I am saving you from slayers. All right. Don't watch that. Don't do it. So, my next one is uh called Legend of the Blue Sea. It's from like 2016-2017, I want to say. It's an older one, but it stars my handsome Lee Min Ho, who oh, is so beautiful to look at. Oh my God, he's beautiful to look at. 
But this is kind of along the lines of Splash. Think Splash when you think Legends of the Blue Sea or Legend of the Blue Sea. A mermaid. Did you talk about this before? I don't. You know. talked about some mermaid shit before. Maybe I, I don't know, but it's a. I've seen it. It's on Hulu now, so you don't have to get a new service. So for anybody who is new to our show or wasn't paying attention, <clears throat> um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so along the lines of Splash, there's this mermaid who meets up with this highly skilled scam artist. She is enamored with him because of past life stuff that he doesn't know about, but she does. And the wackiness ensues. This was filmed on location. Uh, Parts of it were filmed on location in the Pacific island of Palau. Also in Spain, which is the beautiful scenery to look at. It's amazing. You know, gosh, that's fabulous. But it's a fun, was beautiful. fun show. I really enjoyed it. And this was the last TV series Lee Min Ho did before he did his mandatory two years uh, military service. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, he's back now because he's in Chishinko. But, you know. Do, do American audiences know him from anything? If they've seen Pachinko on Apple TV+, Plus, because that was made for Apple TV+, Plus American TV, you would know him. Okay. Yes. If you okay. have not watched okay. Pachinko, but you follow us on Instagram, you would see some pictures of him that I've shared. Oh, my God. We have turned into a fan <laughs> well, page. Well, no. When you were talking about how no, no. handsome uh, Chris Pine is, I think it was. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, Oh, Chris no. Pine's a good-looking I was like, dude. oh, no, no. Lee Min-ho is far superior to Chris Pine. And so I made some images of, look, look how adorable I, and beautiful. I made some <laughs> images. Yes, I did. We fucking, we, we fucking run an OnlyFans page for Lee Min-ho. No, no, we don't. Oh, we my don't. God. We are not OnlyFans. I know, you know we what don't. OnlyFans no, 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 is. Okay. we do not. But, yeah, yeah, so Legend of the Blue yes, Sea. Yes, I do know what OnlyFans Well, then we don't run on OnlyFans for Lee Min-ho. I know Only we don't. I'm making a funny. <laughs> now you're, of course, going to look up to see no. if he's got an OnlyFans. No, no, I'm sure he does not. He is far too Are you sophisticated sure? for that. He could have a fake name like Bob. I don't think so. He doesn't look speak English very well. Just throwing uh, if that I've out there. seen OnlyFans right, you don't need to speak <laughs> English to run an OnlyFans. No, I have page. not seen any OnlyFans because that doesn't interest me. No, it doesn't interest me either. But I watch stuff like Philip uh, Philip DeFranco, and he talks about okay. people who have OnlyFans and how much money they make okay. off of it. Anyway, Legend of the Blue Sea. It's on Hulu, only subtitled, but it's it's okay. a fun fun show to watch. Got it. Well. Are we going to save the, it's the history you. of the world it's up to part you. two? Uh, if you want to talk you know about what? it, you can talk I want to end. I want to end the show with that. Okay. Because here's another thing that I have mixed feelings about. Mm-hmm. I watched the Chris Rock special, Selective Outrage. I have not watched that. And I'm not sure I want to. And I, and I watched it because in the past I have seen Chris Rock specials. And... I do find him funny. There were some things in this I laughed out loud about, like like for for minutes, like a sustained. This bit is really fucking hilarious. But I watched it mainly to have him finally address, on stage, him being slapped by Will Smith. Okay, did you? I felt like could you fast forward to just that part if you really wanted to. Kind of, sort of. Okay. 
because there's a joke that he sets up in the in the beginning of the special, and the special itself is called Selective Outrage. Okay. And that is very much directed at Will Smith. Mm-hmm. By the time he gets to the part about Will Smith, which I am just going to let everybody know is within the last 11 minutes of the special. Okay. He's not stupid at all. He knew that if he addressed the Will Smith stuff right away, you're done. You're going to punch out, you know. Now, the special itself is actually only like an hour and five minutes or whatever the fuck it is, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not that long. Okay. And he does this in a a very usual stand-up comedy kind of way. He went to Baltimore to film this as a fuck you to Jada Pinkett Smith because that's her hometown. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. This whole special is kind of like a fuck you to the Smith very family. specifically her. Oh, okay. He actually says in the spe- and and I'm going to get to the reasons why I'm I'm you know back and forth on this whole special thing in a second. But he he actually says how much he loved Will Smith. Before all of this, he supported his movies, you know, he he loved him as an actor and all this other sort of stuff. And then the slap happened. And then he talks about now, (laughs) there's a funny joke that I will not spoil, but it's in, it's on the internet. So Um, now he's an anti-fan. He is an anti, he is anti-selective outrage. Okay. How you just pick and choose your moment to be mad? Uh, yeah, I see. And 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 you have to watch the special to to get his take on that. Mm-hmm. And I see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now the thing is, by doing this special the way that he did, he is also practicing selective outrage. Mm-hmm. But when the slap happened, if you remember all of this last year, everybody. Everybody waited for him to make a statement about it. He, you know, what did you think about this? You know, and then he went on his little mini tour right after that. And his his tickets were selling for thousands of dollars because they thought everybody thought that he was going to address it. And he didn't. Mm -hmm. Chris Rock. Like him or not, is an astute businessman. Because he got all the money from Netflix to do this special. And it was originally, it is their first special that was actually aired live. Which is crazy to think about from a streaming platform. Which is crazy to think about how they went from a rental DVD stuff shit through the mail right? to now a live event, yeah. you know, Having entertainment Having a service. live event on their streaming. Right. It's crazy. And there's even, when if you watched the live broadcast of this before they edited it for netflix he actually fucked up one of his jokes too oh Um, i missed that but not not horribly not horribly but he knew he fucked up they had to edit it out whatever can you find the Um, fuck up online oh you probably can it's 2023 Uh, yeah you could probably find the script for it you know (laughs) um Stupid question. Sorry, move on. But it, no, it's not. It's not a stupid question. We're Gen Xers. Nothing is a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. um, but he waited until almost the Academy Awards this year. Yeah, almost year. a year later. Almost. 
as we yeah. as we record this, folks, it is Friday, right before the Oscars. So it's the tenth of March. And he waited until he got paid from Netflix for this. And he waited so that he could control how he was going to put the message out there about his feelings about it. Yeah. So say what you will about the actual comedy on the show. That was an incredibly fucking smart move. That is a smart move, yeah. Now... You have, you have heard me on this show say this many times, and I will say it again if I have never been on the record for saying this. I don't like anybody using the N-word. Mm. I don't. Mm-hmm. And the simple reason is, well, two. One, it's horrible, horrible history. Right. Absolutely wretched. We don't even want to go into it. So fuck you, Ron DeSantis. Yes, that is African-American history that should be taught. Yes. Anyway, I don't like a pervasive use of the N-word also because not everybody can use it. Language is a beautiful, fluid thing. And if there are things in language that not every group can use, it shouldn't be there. And it's hurtful and it's wrong. Yet, he employs it liberally throughout this show. So if you are like me and you kind of have to wince at how many times he says it, this might not be the comedy special for you. Mm. Uh, the other thing that... It, it is also slightly misogynistic because of a couple of jokes that he says and, and all of this other sort of stuff. But on the other side, he's a comedian. And his job is to take the ordinary and make it extraordinary through comedy. And his explanation about his feelings about being slapped certainly come through, as well as other stuff. This whole special is not about the slap. There are other things. He talks about way other shit. He talks about his daughter. He talks about his ex-wife. He talks about, like, like tons of other stuff before the last 11 minutes when he actually talks about it. Okay. And there are things in there that are absolutely hysterical. But you also have to take Chris Rock with the same grain of salt that you have to take every comedian out there. And he even addresses being able to do a show in 2023 because you're going to offend somebody. totally. So do I have a positive review of this? Mm. I have a review that is if you if you removed I wish I could re-edit it and and just make it like a 20-minute special (laughs) and then it would be perfect. But you can't. Mm. So the only thing I can say is if you are interested in finally hearing Chris Rock's take on being slapped by Will Smith, you should watch it. If you like Chris Rock, watch it. If you're easily offended, do not watch it. Mm. For, for many reasons. I have seen other Chris Rock specials before, and they are not dissimilar. He does his stand-up. So this is his thing. And that's what he does. It's his thing. That's what he does. He's a stand-up comedian. And at the end of this set, he talks about being slapped by Will Smith. Okay. 
So that is Selective Outrage on Netflix. And uh, there you go. I wish I, could, I wish I could say yes, watch it, or no, don't watch it, but everybody's got yeah. a very, you know, their own opinion about content, first of all, mm-hmm. and what happened. So I, I sort of, did I end up liking it? I liked it about 57%. Okay. The other 43% are things that I, the misogyny, the, the absolute pervasive use of the N-word. Um, and a couple of the jokes weren't all that great. Some jokes landed, a lot of jokes landed, and some didn't. So it wasn't the greatest comedy special I've ever seen. Some of it was funny. But it's certainly better than a lot of comedy things I've ever seen. Okay. So there you go. All right. Okay. So my next thing on Hulu, only subtitled, and it's a series from 2015. It's called Oh My Venus. This is one of those <laughs> beauty to beast to beauty type sh- shows, like that kind of storyline, where our girl Kang Joo-un She's envied by all the girls in high school, desired by all the boys. She has earned the nickname Dejon Venus because she's so beautiful. Well, later in her life, she hits 33. She's reached her goal of becoming a a fancy, a, a lawyer, not quite fancy. And of course, her looks have gone because she has gained weight. They've got the thin actress oh, okay. in a fat suit. Apparently, Dwight was duped by the fat suit, thinking she was actually a fat actress, but she's not. I was like, dude, that is so fake. Like, regardless of whether I've seen the actress in anything else, it's clearly fake. Her skin is far too perfect with because of the fat suit that made her face look bigger. Well, okay. yeah, she's... Uh, has, has to go to the U.S. on a business trip real quick, and on the plane ride back... She has this embarrassing issue, um, and this guy who is a celebrity personal trainer who has had this scandal in the U.S. and is forced to come back to the to Korea until things cool down. Um, he was kind of in high in secret being the personal trainer. Um, John Kim was the name he was using in America, uh, okay. and. He, tried, he kept his face out of the media, so he was this mysterious personal trainer to the stars who transformed these women into beautiful, glorious, svelte ladies. And he, she has, like, a, a medical emergency. He apparently has some sort of doctor type of skills and, and saved her, whatever. She's wearing this corset and... He claims she's so heavy they can't lift her down the aisle to get her into another part of the plane. And I'm like, that girl is far, even with the fat suit, she is far smaller than me. There's no fucking way this weightlifting <laughs> man, this man who weight right. lifts weights and exercises daily, cannot lift this woman with his you know, friend. They're pulling up like a, a blanket to call her to the first class area to lay down. And have you know have room right. to spread out? I'm like, that is bull fucking shit. He can bench yeah, press yeah. heavier than her. I'm certain of it. That the fat suit was not making her like over 250. I think it made her around the 200 mark, maybe tops, maybe tops. 
So yeah, that that was the start of where I'm like, they're doing the the regular stereotypical tropes of the fat woman, of being a fat person. Well, yeah, and the only way he will recognize how she's cute and and beautiful is when she he becomes her trainer, and you see her face starting to like they they're slimming down her face and when she finally has her dimple back and again she falls they fall on the floor together and he sees her and there's like oh my god she's actually really pretty that's bullshit and he doesn't fall in love with her until she's lost all the weight yeah, that's what Oh My Venus is. I, I want to say that it's a, a cute little romance story, but there was way too much of it that wasn't cute to me. You know, yeah. her friend from well, college and- who was also who was very fat while she was still thin, like the fat suit she has on is even bigger. She has had some like disgruntledness about how she felt she was treated back then by our beautiful friend, our beautiful lawyer who was her friend and was genuinely, you know, her friend, at least on her side. She comes and steals her boyfriend and she's all skinny and she's every time the boy the ex-boyfriend starts thinking about our original lawyer, Stargirl, she gets angry because she's that girl's boss at the law firm and starts throwing dumb shit at her like like you need to do this task or you have to stay late and do this thing. And I'm like, this is so stereotypical rehashed kind of shit. I was just meh. Well, sometimes you get a dud in the K drama world. And Oh, my Venus to me is, is one of those duds. Well, and, and uh, yeah, as a fat dude, I, I wish the fuck they somebody would make a movie about heavy people meet cuting falling in love exactly the same way as beautiful handsome things. Yeah, people. and regardless of whether they and that kind of story, I want it to be where both people are not fat, because a fat person can, like a thin person, can fall in love with a fat person. Right. Whether yeah. it's the girl I mean, going to the guy or the guy going to the girl, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. If one of those people is overweight, perfect. Yeah. And I don't want the overweight Absolutely to be perfect. like somebody who's like 10 pounds overweight and they're claiming they're super fat. Because no, that's not fat. No. Right. Exactly. And if the fat suit you put on just makes you look slightly chubby, fuck you twice then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't want you wearing a fat suit. I want you to be genuinely a fat well, person. Well, yeah, exactly. Because the fat suit always looks uh, fake. Always. 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 I mean, yes, it was a funny joke in um, Avengers Endgame. Oh, yes. With Thor. That was a funny joke. You know, yes. like bro Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, dad bod Thor. <laughs> but dad bod Thor. But you can tell it's a fat suit. Oh, yeah. that's well, and, and you just know because you know this actor didn't get fat. You know? Right. Because we've seen pictures of it uh, before he was filming, after the, you know, we just know. Yeah. Right. We just know. I, well, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. It, that just chaps my hide that. 
even Korea has that the stereotype fat exist. people. You know, right? Or you're too ugly to get a girl, or too ugly to get a guy. That's Oh My Venus on Hulu, only subtitled. So, and the final one that I have from Hulu Korean dramas is Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. This one, it's a historical drama, which is, it, it's really a lot of fun. It's a comedy, and it stars Oak Taekyung, who is the bad guy in Vincenzo, if you've seen that on Netflix. And he's also from the K-pop group called 2PM, which I didn't know that until I was looking shit up. Anyway. So the the character, the secret royal inspector guy, he loves food and he loves to cook and he makes the most amazing food. And this is Joseon era Korea, which is between, which is a really long era. It's between 1392 and 1910. So I'm not exactly wow. sure where in, in the timeline this fits. It's definitely before 1800s, I think. So his big dream is to buy this patch of land outside of the royal capital and open a dumpling store, like a little restaurant, so he could make his fabulous food and be excited about his food. Unfortunately for him, his performance in the uh, state exam is so outstanding that uh, the Office of Special Advisors takes note of his brilliance and he gets appointed as the new secret royal inspector. Now, these secret royal inspectors, they're given, like, an ID, like, symbol, like a co coin, a giant coin thing, a badge, to go undercover into different towns to, ins you know, inspect the, the town and the, the governor, mayor, whoever's in charge of it, to find corruption. Because, you know, the, the upper echelons of people... The nobility, that's the word I was looking for. The nobility of, of Korea, of Joseon Korea, are horrifically corrupt. And this, the mm. caste system they have there, the, the commoners and then the, the poor are so downtrodden. And yeah, it, it's history, you know. So he has to go out into the, the sticks to inspect some town that every ins inspector has failed to come back to the, the palace to report on. Because, you know, murder by these... Murder. Yeah, because, you know, murder. murder by the nobility who don't want their corruption exposed. And as he's on his way, he crosses paths with Joy. She is a young woman. She's been married to this mama's boy for the past three years, and he's got a gambling addiction and back in ultra-conservative Joseon, uh, the woman moved in with her husband and mother-in-law and his family. And, of course, divorce is frowned upon back then. But the mother-in-law, right. you know, takes advantage of having this daughter-in-law. And she kind of hates the daughter-in-law, Joy. And makes her do all of the work around the house, from cooking to cleaning to everything. And waiting on mother-in-law hand and foot. And mother-in-law is, you know abusive to her but she manages to divorce this asshole and she heads out on her new happy life and of course she and the inspector keep running into each other all along this investigation and she falls into the investigation because it involves a friend of hers who was murdered and the wackiness ensues because it is 
even though it deals with murder and and corruption, it's still pretty damn funny. And I highly recommend okay. this one. It's only subtitled. It's on Hulu. Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. Well, this next show is not subtitled at all. No. And, and is in English. I'm <laughs> but it kidding. is also on Hulu. It's like the Hulu show. It is also on Ticket Hulu. Ticket to Paradise. It is his Mel Brooks's History of the World Part Two that everybody's been waiting for. That everybody seems. that everybody is everybody has been waiting over forty years for. Because he named the first one officially Part One, didn't he? He named the first one Part One over Sorry, forty just, years ago. That movie came out in like eighty one <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and and. What it does is it just takes moments in history and the Bible and Jewish history and and all of that and makes little funny comic vignettes out of it. Yeah, it's kind of like drunk history, but they're not drunk. That's a, that's a, that's exactly the description because, yeah. I was telling Laura when we were watching. It's like this feels like drunk history. Yeah, Dwight kept saying that over and over again. And rather than this being a movie, this is a series. And in this, there are eight episodes. And each episode is actually only like half an hour long. Something like that, maybe, yeah. They're, they're not even all that long. So they're, they're, they're little quick bite things. And within each episode are different little mini episodes. Are even quicker bites. Are even quicker bites. Yeah. We watched the first two episodes. Those are the same that I watched. I watched the first two. What did you think? Um, it was okay. Uh, because they kept doing this, like this, like they kept going back to Lincoln, back to Jesus, and and there was some other one. There was like a '70s show parody. Shirley, Shirley, the congresswoman who runs for president, whose name? Yeah, I can't Shirley remember. Chisholm. That's it, Shirley Chisholm. They kept going back. It felt slightly rehashed as they kept going back to the same, you know, bouncing around within the same episode to these different bits. Mm -hmm. um, I I think I would have preferred like an episode of Lincoln an episode or Civil yeah, War, whatever yeah. that was, and then an episode of Jesus History and then an episode of Shirley Chisholm. I would have preferred that to the jumping around. That is almost some... like ADHD to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some parts that were that were amusing. It was funny, yes, definitely funny. But at the that the the format they did I wasn't working so well for me. Well, also, and I love Mel Brooks. I I do. The first time I laughed so hard, I almost peed myself on anything <laughs> I've ever watched on TV was during a televised broadcast of Blazing Saddles. And there was a fart joke thing in there <laughs> that I that I couldn't believe how fucking funny that was. I have not seen Blazing Saddles. Hey, quiet down, you. <laughs> Apparently, Albargas has, though. Um, but... I am a fan of Mel Brooks from the 70s and the early 80s. 
So my Mel Brooks funny things are Young Frankenstein. I fucking love that oh, movie. That one was fun, yes. Oh, Young Frankenstein to me is just, it, that's classic viewing, man, because it's hysterical. It's beautifully shot, beautifully done. You know, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, Blazing Saddles, I thought, was amazing. And comedy, that was so cutting edge, it would cut you because you can't do that now. Mm-hmm. Was that more like his heyday, do you think? Yeah, I do. So what has and, he done, well, aside from this, like, in 90s, 2000s? I can't even place Spaceballs. Oh, that was Robin hysterical, Ho- though. I loved that one. Rod- Robin Hood, Men in Tights. That was really funny, too. And I... and I. Uh... I like both of those. Those Both of those I, I was amused by. And... and... I like Spaceballs just fine, but I don't love it. I don't guffaw okay. at it. Okay, fair. And I think that Mel Brooks, and I, and I, I'm not throwing shade because he is a brilliant comedian. I think before you had the social media and before you had more comedians going blue and doing like taboo shit. He was the original guy you went to to just break through and say, I'm going to make a joke about <laughs> about right, yeah. fucking Moses dropping one of the tablets of the Ten Commandments. Right. Yeah. And it was yes. fucking hysterical. Yes, it was. So I think now that I watch History of the World Part Two, there are times when I think his comedy feels very dated to me. Yeah, yeah. That and could I can't be my really issue pu- with it too. Yeah, yeah, I can't put my finger on why because he's talking. You know, there's a joke in there about Lincoln. Well, bumping my head—that'll be the worst thing that happens to my head today. <laughs> and, that I actually you know, and, like laughed out loud about. And, and that was yes, that, that was, was funny. Good. That was good. That yeah. was funny. Uh, uh, there are just other things in there that that just. Eh. Yeah. But I think though. If I haven't seen as much comedy as I have, even his, I would have thought that this was funnier. Mm. Okay. But is it watchable? Yeah, it's definitely oh, it's watchable. Totally watchable. Yes. But I agree with I agree with that assessment from Dwight. It does feel very much like Drunk History now. Yeah, it feels like Drunk History. Just the vignettes, not the actual person drunk telling the story. Right, right. And there is no alcohol in this. Yeah, you know, there's nobody so drunk not, on this. There's yeah. nobody drunk telling this story. Yeah. And and let's face it, drunk history actually got their idea probably from probably. history of the world. Probably, yes. So you have to give props to Mel Brooks for that. Mm-hmm. Cutting edge comedy. Just amazing shit. This, though? Not cutting edge. Definitely not. Amusing. You will be entertained. I think. You will be entertained. Yes. And it's not oh, and a he... lot of time investment. No, not at all. And one of the most recent things that he did, or one of the more recent things that he did, was the movie version of the play version of the movie version of the producers. <laughs> with Matthew Broderick and Nathan right. Lane. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He turned his own shit... <laughs> his own movie into a play and then turned the play back into a movie. Yeah. Telling you, the guy is the guy is a fucking genius. Yeah. But this, you'll be entertained. Okay. Uh, speaking of Robin Hood Men in Tights, 
I have the promo item of a letter opener shaped like a knife. No way, or not you a still knife. have that? A letter opener shaped like a sword that says Robin Hood Men in Tights in the handle. That's awesome. I love oh I my love God. my letter opener. When, <laughs> when you could give away I, promo yeah. items that were sharp, deadly weapons. Seriously, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you, you could never give that away now as a promo item. Definitely not, no. Definitely not. All right, we do have to talk. How? Oh shit, we're going on an hour. All right. Uh oh, that's okay. We got so, some tangents that can be cut out. So, but people, do you really like our tangents? Log on and let us know. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta. Well, some of you them know. have been cut, so they don't even know about them. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, people, let us know. Do you want us to leave the tangents in? Uh, yeah. All right. Will you listen to us for an hour and a half? There is there is a question I'm dying to ask you. Okay, me personally, and and I do have an answer for it myself when you okay. ask me the same question. Okay, and there is a related thing that I highly recommend. The question is, are you going to watch the Oscars on Sunday? Ooh, um, I don't know. I'll probably start a Korean drama and fall into it for hours, and. I know that's a shocker. I know everybody's wondering how could that possibly happen, but yeah, it probably will. Although we're going to have to hire actors to play us when we become the number one podcast in South Korea. Absolutely, yes. And they're going to have to go. We'll we'll have like a Millie Vanilli like situation. <laughs> only only with us, it'll be like vanilla chocolatey. <laughs> 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 and then we'll oh add somebody god. who's sunburned so he can be neapolitan oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and they will all be attractive as fuck so you know when we do the tour of south korea we can still stay popular and exactly and yeah burn <laughs> um so go ahead and ask me the same question are you going to watch the oscars this weekend no. And I and I say that with a measure of pause because it 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 hurts me to say that. Mm-hmm. First of all, last year we fucking forgot they were on. We turned it oh, we yeah, turned it on yeah. like like holy shit the Oscars are on. We should watch this. But I have already seen so many stories particular particularly on ABC because they have been Ever since fucking Disney took them over, they are all about fucking cross-promotion and synergy, man. Yes. So yes. there are tons of stories on even the news programs about the Oscars. And if you watch Good Morning America, it's more like this past week, Good Morning Oscar. Oh, God. Um, I, have not wa- I do not watch that at all. Although today was very interesting. On Good Morning America. Uh, no, 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 no. On fucking Kelly and... Ryan Seacrest today, yeah. Whoever it is today, <laughs> they actually had a really cool package that they threw up there of Academy Award, not just winners, but but nominees, hmm. and how it felt. Oh, and what they did. That's cool. And and it's very cool. And then they did retro readings of Best Picture winner and all that other sort of stuff, or Best Actor, Best Actress. And Jessica Chastain was talking about how she won her Oscar and was walking through this hallway, and she gave total props to the assistant who was walking her through that hallway. And she said, you better take a look around 
take this moment to look around because only winners walk through this hallway. Nobody else does. And so she could look around and see the pictures of past winners, and she was a newly minted winner. Nice. So that that was very cool. But as a whole, I was seeing stories about how they're going to have people sing, you know, their interpretations oh, of the best no. songs already. No. And I'm like, no, I don't want to sit through that. And so this weekend, I'm going to make a conscious effort to not. Not even like flip back and forth? No, okay. because unless somebody could say, okay, at this point, they're going to give away the award for best actress because I would love this. to see Michelle Yeoh win. I totally want to see Michelle Yeoh win. Absolutely. And that is and why I want to I'm see very thankful. Jamie Lee Curtis's reaction to her winning. Yeah. Because if you I mean, saw her reaction fun. to some other thing, she was like more excited that Michelle Yeoh won than Michelle Yeoh seemed to be. Yeah. Because she was well, that's so Jamie rooting Lee for Curtis is a badass and she a fucking is. national treasure. She, is. she avoided some uh, after party from the SAG Awards because it would be at seven o'clock and the food wasn't going to be served until probably nine o'clock. And she's like, Mama's got to go to bed early. Mama's got to go. That's exactly what she said. And I'm like, I, I it. am down with you, man. I just don't dig it anymore, man. And I don't dig it anymore because I don't feel like the Academy. The voters see everything that they could. Definitely not. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's possible to see every single motion picture that comes out. Not just here, in theaters. I'm talking about on streaming services. Because mm-hmm. and and the case case in point, there was a huge Netflix movie this past year called Hustle, starring Adam Sandler. Ah, right. Yes. And it was fucking incredible. That was for this where year? Was... Yeah, it was 2022. It feels but like where is much it? longer ago. And that's the problem with mm-hmm. the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. I also think that Netflix, well, I think that the, you know, putting up the Irishman a couple of years ago. Mm, yeah. I, I, I look at Apple TV Plus as that source of quality streaming. Yes, I look at Netflix as the popcorn multiplex version of that. Yes. But sometimes with a movie like Hustle and a performance like Adam Sandler Mm -hmm. that gets short shrift, you know, are they really watching? Are they really paying attention to what they're voting for? And I think the answer is no. I'm also wondering if they're voting just for the people they really like. And support probably versus the people they aren't they they like they might shun in some way or case isn't in point, as the, popular in their head well case in point the woman who got herself nominated right yes by doing her exactly. own campaign yeah you know where the fuck was her movie if she got nominated to be in the best actress category the film had to be at least decent right yeah so where the fuck is that movie but and as much as I love me my Top Gun Maverick, why the fuck is Top Gun Maverick a nominee for Best Picture? Uh, yeah, fucking Avatar: The Way of Water. Uh, right. You know, sorry, but make way for smaller, more independent movies, which is what expanding it to ten movies was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Man. So 
No, I have no faith. I don't have faith in the voting membership. Let me make that clear. Okay. I have faith in the institution. I have faith in movies because movies are fucking magic. And if and watching movies like The Offer, you will see how difficult it is sometimes to put a movie together. Mm. It is a process. It is not easy. You are seeing a whole bunch of fucking sequels and and comic book movies because putting a movie together is a is a gamble and movies are a business. So understanding that, that's why you're seeing a lot of that kind of ilk of film these days. Mm. Okay. Um, kind of like betting on the sure thing whores, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I have I have confidence in the organization, but I also think the organization needs to be better about having a much more diverse and younger voting body. Yeah, to reflect, like, the public today. Right. And also, this way, smaller performances and even things on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon can now enter into it. hmm You know? So, that is why I don't have confidence in the voting body. Because I don't believe that we are seeing truly... The absolute best. And I'm not taking anything away from Kate Blanchett or Bill Nye or anybody else who's been nominated because they put in their work, man. Right. Yes. But is that really all there is, those five? No. That's my question for everybody. So that is my last question for everybody listening. All 32 of you, I want you to log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the contact us button. What do you think of the Oscars? Are you going to watch it? Do you even care? I used to I used to care so much about the Oscars. It was like a fucking national holiday to me. <laughs> it was. And it really now was. I'm, if anybody doesn't re- believe oh you. my <laughs> Oh my god. It was it was like don't ever bother me on Oscar Sunday unless you are coming to my party. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, and now I'm like no. I want to make a point of it to find something new to watch on Oscar Sunday. Hmm. And we had the occasion of actually seeing Casablanca the other day oh. with Terry. Shout out to Terry, um, Laura, me. Um, shout out to Rose and and just shout out to Jamie. And we just had a blast watching Casablanca. A perfect film. Nice. And and so if I can't find anything new to watch, I will watch a classic fucking movie. But I'm not going to sit there and watch a four-hour broadcast of shit that I only really care about a couple of things. And I do actually care about the in-memoriam section, mm. but I could probably find that online afterward. We do live in the age of YouTube. That's true. Yeah. <sighs> but I will say this. There is one positive thing I will say about the Academy Awards this year. On CNN, there is a beautiful story, complete with pictures, of how an Oscar statuette is made. Oh, nice. And there is one shot in here which is amazing. There is a little engraved uh, plate that's put on it 
that says this this statuette may not be sold or transferred other than by request without first being offered to the academy oh so if i had an oscar and i i don't know was gonna sell it because i'm a poor ass actress now i actually which has happened more times than not i would have to offer it to the academy first and the Academy will only buy it back for $1. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Okay. Unfortunately, many actors huh. have, have tried to sell their Oscars for money because fame does not pay your bills. No, sure don't. No. And, yeah, so they will buy it back from you oh. and probably put it in their museum or put it in storage or something. But yeah, that's a thing. Or unscrew the plate and put a new one in that says your name. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> go on CNN. Your Oscar. <laughs> Repurpose your Oscar. Repurpose your what? To, no, no, like a recycle lamp? it to give it to somebody else. You know. Oh well, and and there's they actually mention that they make extra Oscars every year in case there are ties. That's smart. And those Oscars, if they are unused, are used. The following year. Smart. But go on CNN.com and you will see beautiful up-close pictures of the process of making an Oscar. That's fun. That's cool. The actual statuette. That's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's all I got today. I got nothing else. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening and sticking with us for like seven hours today. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. Which will get whittled down to 42 minutes because obviously nobody hears all the tangents that we go off on. Yeah, no. (sighs) Yeah, no. Anyway. Yeah, cut, cut, splice. Okay. Everybody, have a great week because you get this show on Monday and uh, we will... Oh, shit. Well, next week we'll talk about who did win Oscars. And your predictions from previously. That's right. We'll see if all my predictions come true. If they do, (laughs) maybe I will watch the Oscars again the following year, but just make blind-ass predictions. But anyway, everybody, have a great week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing, and we will catch you next time. Okay. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.